Tuesdays here, everybody, and that means it's time for another Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Arliss. And today, we've got a very special guest, but as always, we're making them sit in the corner with a sheet over their head until it's time to unveil the reveal. reveal later. The big reveal, that's why you show up it's and listen. It's definitely not on the title of this nope. or Yeah, you have no clue. No clue what's coming. Uh, so today, we're going to have a conversation <clears throat> with somebody who's really significant around these Art House and Billings parts of the world, but before we jump into that as always we want to let you know real quickly what's happening particularly at the babcock theater because our house continues to be closed we continue to do construction continues to go well so just just dusty over here brian and arliss moved some steel this morning you guys Mm -hmm. swept moved some sheetrock man you guys phase two is happening laborers literally carrying it on your back thank you gentlemen Taste of dust is not that bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> Arliss was licking the floor. We had to ask mm-hmm. him to stop uh, for insurance reasons. So, anyways, Brian, what's happening at the Babcock since that place is open? Yeah, uh, so it is Easter weekend, so that's always a great thing. So, um, first, we're going to have uh, the Mummy on Friday because it is Timothy Tanzosh's. I believe that's how it's. Yeah, I've never Tanzosh. actually heard him say his name, so I'm. <clears throat> I know that's how it's spelled. I don't know if that's because he always it's calls pronounced. himself Spider. Yeah, call yeah. me Spider. <laughs> <laughs> He's never said that. <laughs> uh, but that was his birthday pick. Was 1999's The Mummy. So uh, we will have that for one night this Friday. Come check it out on the big screen. It's a lot of fun. It's it's held up over the years. And so. I told him, like, excellent programming. I, it looks like you're the grandmaster of this one because uh, Brendan just won Best Actor Academy Award, so mm-hmm. he's in the cultural conversation. Yep. And then you're bringing back The Mummy, but it really was Timothy, it was Timothy picking it for yeah. his birthday. He did it. He did much better. Yeah. <laughs> so... And then the following day for our movie buffs at 3 o'clock, we will have The Prince of Egypt uh, from 1998, the uh, DreamWorks animated film, Story of Moses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's Easter. Tis the season. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's going to be good. Going to be a lot of people there. Yep. And it's free. Free. So you can go reserve tickets online if you want to, but you don't have to. Yep. Um, and just show up at the door and should have some yep. tickets for you. Good, be a good time. Good film. And we're going to be pushing those uh, Movie Buff t-shirts. So if you haven't already gotten a Movie Buff t-shirt, this is the weekend to get them. So come on down, get one of those. Um, yeah. Love it. Love Anything it. else? That's that's our weekend. That's our weekend. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for sharing, Brian. Yeah, as always, I love it when you share. Okay, we are getting ready. Arliss, you ready to pull the sheet? Let's see yeah, who's here. Let's... Drum roll. <laughs> there it goes, and it's Mary Kate. Yeah, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> yep. If you didn't know it was Mary Kate, now you do. Howdy, howdy. Uh, Mary Kate has been on staff now for a while here at Art House, uh, but we've never done one of these. Uh, getting to know you, or what? What do we call it? I've just been sitting yeah, under like that, that sheet. Getting to know you? Yep. I feel like we had a title previously. We'll have to look in previous yeah, I titles. I think it is just getting to know. Oh, blank. getting to know Mary-Kate Teske. Here she is Hello. in the flesh. Uh, she has been, uh, she came on specifically to work Sundays at Art House to kind of fill that slot. And then over the years has filled in in a lot of different areas, doing things at the Babcock and all that kind of stuff. But even more than most Art House employees, you got a lot going on in your life, so this buckle up, everybody, because this could be a long podcast. But these getting to know you podcasts, we've got some specific questions we like to ask and to kind of lead into the conversation. But before we get started, how are you? I'm doing 
really well. We just good. had an excellent lunch at Brew Pub, and that pizza was amazing. So it, it looked good. Yeah. It was very good. And looked very good. Feeling full and good. So. And you got leftovers. Yeah, so exactly. it's a happy day. So uh, here are the questions that we got coming your way. First and foremost, what is it that brought you to work at Art House? Secondly, what's your favorite thing about working at Art House? Third, what's your least favorite thing about working at Art House? And then lastly, we like to ask. Uh, we call it Nerd Alert. What's the th- nerdy thing that people need to know about you? So starting off, what is the story? What brought you to work here at Art House? Well, I remember I texted you if you had a position open, and I said, I'll do anything, even rubbing people's feet when they walk through the door. That is truly so what you said. So that was my hope yeah. that I was going to be massaging Art House members' feet. Um, yeah, which still hasn't happened. So if anyone wants a foot rub, let me know. But uh, you and I have known each other a long time, and that's kind of part of the piece to this is I... I've known you since Faith Chapel days, since I was in middle school, and Mm -hmm. you used to be my youth group pastor, and yeah, I've known you and Kate for a very long time, and I nannied both of your kids, and have been part of their lives for a long time, and... I think I moved away for a little bit just so I could go farm and take photos up Which on the highline. Yeah. It was a sad day for my kids when Mary Kate yeah. had to go. But yeah. uh, they started school and then I came back and moved back and I was like, oh, my nannying gig. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, hey, but Matt runs a really cool theater in town and I've always kind of wanted to work there. And I hit you up and yeah, things just worked out. I wasn't gone for very long, like six nope. months or whatever. But yep. yeah, that's kind of how it and we had this place. Sunday opening and then yeah. your just ability to kind of come in and mm-hmm. make things happen as we needed as well. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a good get from Art House's standpoint. Oh, yeah. I love it here. Well, thank you. Speaking yeah. of loving it here, what's your favorite thing <laughs> about working at Art House? Scrubbing the toilets and the urinals. I don't think that's I'm true. I'm kidding. It's not. It's um actually Arliss. And I do movie nights when nobody's around or Uh at the Babcock. And that's probably one of my favorite little parts of being here is getting going to the Babcock at night when nobody's around and watching whatever you want on the screen. And Arliss and I have a great friendship and him and I just talk movies and watch great movies. And yeah, I love it. And like, that's a really cool little bit of my life (laughs) now. Which reminds me, uh, one of my favorite, so uh, it's, I mean, not everybody knows it, but when when it comes to Art House, one of the perks of being on staff here is if the theaters aren't being used, you know, you're not sun up to sundown watching like movies, but it's like you're more than welcome to watch a movie every once in a while if nothing else is happening there. Yeah. So you guys, more than anybody else on staff, take advantage of that, which is awesome that you're doing that. But one of my favorite moments like happened Kate a couple Anders. months ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anders and my wife were going to go into the Babcock to just drop something off really quick, and I was out in the car. And uh, Kate, I didn't know that Arliss was in there watching a movie. Uh, I, I don't think you were there for this I one. I don't think so. But uh, I was just like, here's the, here's the keys. I'm going to stay in the car. That way you don't have to pay for parking, whatever, whatever. So send, the, send them in. They go in. And it's like a couple minutes. And then Kate just comes out. And Kate's like, ah, there's a, someone's in there. And there's a movie playing. What's happening? And I was like, I get, is there an event? No, there's not an event. So then I kind of went through like, oh, it's probably Arliss <laughs> and MK. They're probably watching a movie or something. They do that every once in a while. No big deal. Anyways, Kate did not realize what movie it was watching. And she had Kill left Bill. Anders in there. Kill and Bill Anders is in the back of the theater watching Kill Bill Volume <laughs> 2. Just <laughs> blood everywhere and curse words everywhere. And wow. Anders is like, what is this? Just, <laughs> you know, just jaw on the floor. And Kate's like, what? So thanks for corrupting my son, yeah. Arliss. And Arliss had no clue what was going on. He was just in the front row. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. You know, that yeah. was... It was. Yeah. And then Kate did scare me later because they walked by and then yeah. there was the reaction of like, there is ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So anyways, that's a fun perk. Way yeah. to go. 
Okay, so that's your favorite thing. What is your least favorite thing about working at Probably it? cleaning the urinals. Scrubbing the, the urinals. Yeah, in the but is it urinals specifically? I think it is the okay. urinals because every time I get to clean one of them, there's a bunch of pubic hair. I don't want to go too far <laughs> with that, but... Oh, no, you definitely uh, painted a picture. It's pretty Thank nasty you. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that's pro- <laughs> it's not <laughs> we went enjoyable. Too far. Uh, so <laughs> here's, but here's Sorry. the question: <laughs> without painting any more pictures, yeah. Here's here's what I need to know, and this would <laughs> be a group vote. Uh, <laughs> 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 Anyways, Brian, here's a question for you, for Arliss, oh, and question. for MK. When it comes to men's women, men's bathrooms versus women's bathrooms. Which one do you think is typically worse? Because I've heard both ends of the spectrum. I have my own opinion. Men's, I think. Um, men's men's pretty, It's pretty equal, okay. to be honest with you. I think we're all disgusting, so okay. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, but then the difference over the Babcock is that the men's restroom stinks, and then the women's is like not as smells as bad. But yeah, I don't yeah. know yeah. what that smell it's, is. It's a different but... kind of mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You guys, this it's is why we started there. this podcast to have these deep cultural artistic <laughs> conversations. I know, right? I'm. My, if you're still I, listening, thank you for your support. And this is totally up my alley, so why not smash that donate button? <laughs> Just smash that like button. <laughs> well, we're gonna know who actually listens to the podcast after yeah. this one. So thanks, MK, for you're welcome. You know, just bringing us down or up, whichever mm-hmm. direction we're going. I could go further uh, down so, the pipeline, but you, I won't. Uh, so I will agree. Cleaning the bathrooms, nobody likes to do it, and particularly it's, a, but it's important. So yeah, it's okay. We want to do a good it's job. It's not okay. the worst thing. I don't mind. But last question, yes. nerd alert. What's oh, the nerdiest Lord. thing about you that everybody needs to know? Um, the thing I'm, that you might be embarrassed about, but it's okay. <clears> not a big deal. I'm very into watching uh, like YouTube video tutorials on cameras and how they work, like internally, and just I'll literally watch all these really boring men get on about like how the innards of a camera will work and the mechanics and stuff. So I watch all those. And is it like old school cameras, film cameras or digital cameras? Everything. Film cameras, digital cameras. I just try to keep up with all the cameras and all the science and stuff. Like whether it's Airflex, Red, you know, just like going through literally all of them because that's what I want to do is work with cameras. And I'm already a photographer, but I would love to become a filmmaker. And so just Mm -hmm. nerding out on the specs and like what film stocks and perforations and, you know, just all that stuff, lenses, primes. So I don't are know. you somebody that truly appreciates film versus digital? I mean, I know you yes. are okay with digital too, obviously, but like if you can go film, you're in that camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I think the tone and the feel of it is better, and I have used both. I mean, I am a photographer, so I've developed my own film too, sure. and I just think the process of it and literally all the films that to me hold up on this iconic way that transcends filmmaking mm-hmm. in almost this beautiful way of storytelling. I feel like our actual film films filmed mm-hmm. on 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter, eight millimeter, whatever it is. I think there's any film stock, even a VHS, like bring it to me. I'll bring, I'll decide that that's better than really? digital half the time. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. I think using what you've got is the best rule of thumb. I'm not trying to be pretentious. I think filming on an iPhone too, like if you've got yep. that in your pocket and you want to make a project, go with that. But if you have the budget and the money, like obviously I think film is, yeah, the goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. So uh, my uh, son, Anders, is in this place where he's starting to notice older looking films. Sure. And, you know... Um, what did he say? It looks like it's snowing on screen and it's just the, you know, roughed up film grain. 
um, look, and he sees it. He calls it, uh, it looks like Cuphead, because we've played the game Cuphead, <laughs> yeah. and it's going after that old school grainy feel. He's like, why does everything look like Cuphead? I'm like, well, <laughs> actually, Cuphead is trying to look like this, but there's something, I, I don't know, it, there's something nostalgic, there's something artistic about some of, some of, it's not perfect, and the imperfection is actually part of the beauty and the significance of it sometimes. Yeah. And film can be perfect and beautiful, and yes. you can use 70 millimeter prints that are just these giant beautiful things for sure too. I think the coolest part for me is I am more into the physical part too. Like I I think things that are too digital and too in the cloud are too ethereal almost. And like for me, I'm such a hands-on person that having something tangible Mm -hmm. and like physical to hold in like a film, you're literally putting that on some celluloid that's like there afterwards. You can literally hold the actual film in your hands. And I think that's amazing. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with uh, music as well. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I've been collecting vinyls in the last couple of years and it's like you're actually holding the music, which yeah. is just, a, it's rare like mm-hmm. to, to actually hold the thing because you it all exists in our, our phone or our computer. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm actually holding the thing and it only exists as this thing. It can only be this thing. And there's something beautiful about that. Yeah, so. I think it's amazing. And yeah, yeah I'm just very hands-on in general. So that's why I decide with film and yep. just the physical aspect of it. I love it. So speaking of music, mm-hmm. there's another thing going on in your world that will kind of uh, land the plane on this today. You are in the process of recording an album. I so am. If you can't tell and you don't know anything about Mary Kate, she's got a lot going on and doing a lot of different stuff. So, But one of the things, like the biggest probably rock in your world these days is this music. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I've been playing guitar since I was in high school um, and I've just written songs throughout my life and... I've accumulated about 11 tracks that I'm trying to put on this album, and they're all folksy, bluegrassy, narrative, story-driven. And uh, I also have, within the process of practicing for over a year, have uh, had a bunch of friends of mine decide that they want to help build the songs out. And so it's been a cool... A uh, year-long journey with like band members now, just hearing instead of me sitting at home with an acoustic guitar, just a full sound and yeah. building that out. And now it's finally to this point where things are coming to fruition, and we've tracked the songs. And Tyson, my audio engineer, and I are working on editing them and laying down my acoustic and vocals and just building it out. And it's really amazing actually to hear it becoming more than what I thought it would. So yeah, <laughs> nice. cool. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm excited to see it come to fruition because I have footage from when you first were guys were practicing at Kirk's Grocery, yeah, and just the slow like you or Will on the banjo and you just like playing stuff, like just trying to figure figure out yeah, a song. Yeah, the evolution. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been beautiful. So and it's coming out like release is imminent. It's coming out in the next month, maybe kind month of month or two if we okay. can push it. Um, okay. I have a bunch of songs that are summery tunes. Uh, like a June Rise song is literally about June Rise and how the river rises. And so I think it'd be cool to have a release where like people are actually able to see some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got songs too about like winter and fall and stuff. But I think just having a summer release where people can 
be at the river and listen to some songs about the river. <laughs> I think that'd be I like it. amazing. I just read an article about uh, Miley Cyrus's new album is the album of the summer. Are you saying that you're going to take out Miley Cyrus for album we of the summer? We can share the stage. Miley's Aww, pretty cool. Yeah. That's so nice. And she's There's room for both of you. in with Dolly and Dolly's pretty cool too. So <laughs> I'll sing with Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus. Sure. You can do that. If it okay. comes to that. Yeah. yeah. Brian, <laughs> any final thoughts or questions for our special guest, Mary Kate, before we put the sheet back over? Uh, yes. And that question is... Oh, here we go. (laughs) It's, oh, I've I've been holding on to this one for a long time. Get ready. I'm scared. Brian does this at staff meetings too. I'm like, you guys have anything we need to talk about? He's like, yes, I do. It is really important. Mm -hmm. Here it comes. All right. Uh, when did you get Frank and uh, tell people about Frank? Oh, my God. That's a long, long story. Yeah. But I got Frank when I was like 15 or 16. I grew up on a farm. and uh, Let's go with what is Frank first for those oh, that Frank don't know. Frank is a 1961 Dodge Lancer. It's an old car. Um, and my grandpa ended up with that thing. It was actually willed to him twice by two separate old ladies at a gas station that he used to work at and own in Seattle. Wow. Um, yeah, he's just a really kind gentleman and has a firm base of customers. And yeah, it was two customers at the gas station that liked him a lot, two old ladies. And yeah, left him with this car. And eventually we moved out to Terry, Montana and started farming. And that uh, Lancer ended up on the farm in a barn for 15 years. And uh, the whole story too is my mom and dad met at the gas station and my aunt and uncles Uh, met at the gas station. So it's just a crazy family story too. And uh, eventually I was 15 and I was working and my grandpa was like, you're going to need a car, huh? And I was reading a driver's ed manual and he took me out to this barn, opened the door and this car was in there just covered in dust and deteriorating. He's like, have I ever told you about how your mom and dad fell in love and this gas station? And I was like, no. And he told me all these stories and he looked at me, he's like, if you redo this car with me this summer and trade me your farm working hours, you can have it. And so that summer we'd work all day at the farm, wake up at 6 a.m., get done at 5 o'clock at night. And then from 5 to 6, we'd sand for an hour and work on the engine, my cousin's siblings, grandpa and I, and my uncle. And after about a month of that, the car was finished and I got it and it had 36,000 original miles on it. Um, I've owned it for, yeah, 12 years now. I've driven it through Seattle, L.A., down to Phoenix, pretty much down to Mexico and back. Um, I've lived out of that car for altogether probably a year of my life um, out of the backseat and all my belongings in the trunk. Um, Yeah, and it's just a crazy cool object that is part of my life and part of who I am. So, yeah. I got a much longer story than I was expecting, Uh so that's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, if people are interested, uh, obviously you got a lot of stuff going on. If people are interested and want to follow you, how, do, how is the best way to stay connected with you and the work you're doing outside of obviously working for Art House? Probably Instagram, TikTok, and my website. It's just all under my name, Mary Kate Teske. I love it. Yeah. So, thanks well, for having me. Well, thank you me. so much. Thanks for being a part of this, gentlemen. Thanks for being a part of this. Always a pleasure. Yeah. I hope everybody has a great week. I hope to see you and happy holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.